everybody, Summer Terry here. And I guess I'm Patrick. And actually we have Tim hanging out with us today, one of our best friends. Say hi Tim. That's me, I'm Tim. And we are on a phone call with Steve Davis, the one and only The Rain Man. And I wanted him to be on the podcast today because I feel like he has a really, really awesome inspirational story about how he became the Rain Man. So, for anybody who doesn't know, he does custom braiding, like he makes all of us barrel racers. He makes us amazing reins that match every outfit we have. He makes leather reins, makes bull ropes. Um, it, if it can be braided, he can do it. But, you know, like, we, we, everybody's familiar with his product because he's super well-known throughout all the rodeo circuits, but I kind of want to hear a little bit, uh, behind the rain man the the becoming of the rain man so how, how's it going steve hey things are going well summer hope things are well for you today we're doing good good so um I, i've heard this story um i don't i don't think pat or tim has and so well i do know that steve you can tell a pretty dang good story and uh well, shortly after this, I'm going to take a nap. So, can you tell me a story before I go take a nap? Oh, it's like story time. Why, most assuredly, Patrick, I can tell you a story that will put you right to sleep. <laughs> I don't know about that. I want excitement and danger. <laughs> I'm too old for excitement and danger. But, yeah, so, um, tell us your story. Well, Summer, it... It kind of all got started, like I, like you talked about earlier. I got on bulls. I rode bulls in the PRCA for quite a few years and started braiding bull ropes. And that's how I got started braiding back in the 70s. And uh, it kind of evolved into the the rain braiding and, and, and that kind of thing, kind of following in uh, uh, Jerry Bigley's footsteps. Is, and, and uh, of course, I kind of, uh, help, help Jerry in the in the younger days of our lives get started braiding some stuff and doing some things. But uh, I was uh, basically going to bell races and stuff on on weekends and taking vacation time. And uh, because it, it tough, because at the time you worked a real job, a, a regular it, job, correct? Exactly, I worked a regular job, and my the days that I worked was uh tuesday through saturday and i was off on sundays and mondays so it was I, I couldn't go anywhere very far away from the house on friday or saturday and there wasn't much use of going anywhere just on sunday so i would have to pick and choose where i went and uh i was basically doing on weekends and i did that for a lot of years and the rain man came to be as a result of i had a bunch of rain stowed over my shoulder and I was walking around a play day in, uh, at the Twalkin Saddle Club there in Quinlan, Texas, where I live. And a friend of mine walked by me. She goes, well, there goes that rain man guy. And I said, hey, hey. I said, can I use the rain man? She goes, yeah, I don't care. I said, fine. So I kind of like that, that uh, mo moniker. And uh, so the rain man just kind of stuck. And, and uh, most people, <laughs> be surprised how many people don't know my name, but they know me as the rain man. And, uh, which is fine, but hey, it's uh, all about branding. We're we're all about building your brand, and you know, people being able to recognize your brand. And I feel like you're probably one of the most recognized ones out there. Yeah, like well, that. thank you. 
the rock the Dwayne Johnson of the uh, horse world. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, it got to be a real struggle trying to do the real job and, and uh, do the Rain Man business. And uh, I was going through some tur- turmoil, I should say, to put it politely, in, in my life through that period of time. And uh, the company that I worked for, I really loved my job. I was there for, oh, probably 25 years, I guess. And I really loved my job. Well, they sold to another entity. And it turned out I really hated my job after that. So I took some vacation days. And forgive me, I cannot remember these people's names. And and some of you out there are going to know them because y'all were probably there. Went to a... To a uh, four-day bell race in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they had church before every bell race, before every day. Well, this preacher that was talking, his wife was also there, and she's quite a singer, and she's got a few CDs out, and I'm sorry, I just can't remember her name or his, but uh, I remember the message because there was probably 300 people at every church service and this preacher was only talking to me. There was nobody else there. He was talking directly to me and was talking about callings, what you're called to do and things in your life and that it's all kind of preordained if you will follow what is given you. And I just listened and absorbed everything and the next day I come in to the church service before the bell race started and and uh, he was just he started talking basically about the same thing and, and when it's time for you to do what you're supposed to do well his wife come to me and said I need she's no to preempt this she's kind of an old feedlot cowgirl rough and tough and, and uh, didn't really run barrels and she said hey I want you to make me a set of reins roping reins that I can adjust with no hardware. I don't want any kind of buckles, snaps, or nothing like that. So I said, I can I can do that. So I built her a set of reins with button and eyes and so she could adjust them and and she come picked them up and she looked at them and said, This is what you're called to do. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And I said, When am I supposed to be doing it? She goes, Come to church tomorrow and turn around and walked off. Well, of course, I showed up to church the next morning after he got done talking about stuff. And basically, I'm, I want to say it was the same the same reading, but it had a different texture to it. And I, I went up and talked to him. I said, you know, this is what I really want to do. And and when do I when do I do it? And he said, Steve, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt when it's time he said you cannot do anything before it's the lord's time for you to do it or he will shut it down and make it his own time because we live in his time frame not ours amen (laughs) so man I'm, i'm i'm really struggling trying to figure out what i was doing here so sunday went to church basically the, the same thing we said our goodbyes and, and uh, he said just have patience and faith so i'm driving home from tulsa and i'm thinking about what the heck's going on while well, i goes to work tuesday 
I get to work and things are still terrible at work and it's just miserable being there because the new management company had changed all the rules and it was just no fun being at work. Anyway, to make a, a long story a little shorter, we they called me up after about probably four or five more weeks. They called me up to the big office on the carpet, as they say, and uh, terminated me. Ouch. Well, the reason for the termination was the fact that they thought I was being obstinate. They thought that, that, that I was being, I guess, obstinate is the right word. I'm not sure about that. But we used to, we always worked a straight eight-hour shift. Well, they tagged a 30-minute lunch on us. Well, we couldn't leave the building when we were straight eight hours for lunch. But the 30 minutes was my time so I could leave the building. And I, I reaffirmed that with them. And I said, when do, what's my time frame to take my lunch? And they said, well, you can take it at any time you want to. I said, fine. So I took my lunch at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I got off at 3.30 and I left at 3 o'clock and I didn't come back. Well, they didn't like that. <laughs> really? So, yeah. So, uh you know, we kind of got in a little bit of a tiff about that, and they wind up terminating me. Well, like I said, I was going through some things in my life at that particular point in time, and and uh, that weren't real good. And uh, so here I am going through all this, and now I don't have a job, trying to figure out how the heck I'm going to pay bills. Well, in the process of all this happening, I had sat and talked with my son and my daughter, about what the preacher had told me about I was called to do this but I couldn't do it before I had a definite definite showing of a sign that I was supposed to do this now and I with all this going on I'd forgotten all about that and I'm sitting at home kind of got my head in my hands having a pity party for myself and my son come home from work and my daughter was there and and Dad, he said, Dad, what's the matter with you? And I said, well, Dustin, I got fired today. He went, really? I said, yep. And uh, he said, well, you should have quit a long time ago. And I said, well, no, Dustin, I don't quit things. I'm, I'm, I'm not a quitter. I can't quit that. He went, well, I guess you're quitting now. And he just went upstairs like nothing was wrong. And I'm thinking, holy cow, I could have got a little sympathy out of the young man. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm thinking, Jiminy Christmas, I guess he's going to pay all the bills. And uh, like I said, we had had the conversation about when it was, I would definitely know when it was my time to do what I needed to do as the rain man. And he come back downstairs, and I'm still sitting there on the couch drinking a beer, and he comes and sits down beside me, and he looked at me, and he said, Dad, and I said, what? He said, you think this might be your time? <laughs> and my whole demeanor changed. The whole world changed. That little I light, mean, that, that light bulb went off. Uh-huh. Yeah, just like yeah, that light bulb went off, and uh, it, though the world was bright again, that's a good an analogy there, Patrick. That was very good. I mean, the 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 world turned bright, and and I had an understanding, and I had a reason to do what I truly wanted to do. 
and I started calling producers and started setting up dates and started living my life off a calendar and I've been doing that ever since and I love every minute of it and uh, but that's how the rain man actually got going was from a talk with the preacher for four days in a row in Tulsa Oklahoma well, and it's kind of one of those things, it's like the, the, I can't remember what song it is, but there's a song that says, sometimes God sends a train. And, you know, like, I feel like sometimes it's hard to know, you know, when you're sitting and you're waiting and you're praying and you're praying for a sign and you don't know, you know, you don't know what you're looking for. I, because I think everyone's wanting the obvious. Everyone's wanting, like, I, I'm, I'm praying so much, so hard for a sign. And I want my sign to be like, I'm going to open my email one day. My sign's going to be in my email or a letter. And what I need to know and do is going to be right there. It's not going to yeah. be... They want a literal sign. Do this. Sign yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. And and it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes it's something subtle. Uh-huh. Or, or something well, that sums in. You know, sometimes they, it's something and, and, major, like getting fired or, or in our case of... Having a tornado hit your barn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> To, to kind yes. of set things back and make you reevaluate, like, what what you're supposed to be doing or what's really important and, you know, what, how do you find the next thing that you're going to be passionate about? Right, right. And it was, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, it was pretty dead gum scary because I had always had, besides a side income, I'd always had a real job except for when I was trying to rodeo but yeah we all know, we all know how that turns out yeah you you got to start with a million if you're going to make money rodeoing holy cow <laughs> yeah and uh yeah that's kind of like i saw a guy that they had a sign on he said i will work for food he said i'm not homeless my wife just has horses mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's that's about the truth i think i think we've all had that <laughs> feeling one time or another but when it, at at the onset of the deal, it was it was very 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 scary, and and uh, they talk about the you know the Lord talks about just have faith of a mustard seed. Well, I'm not sure that I had mustard seed size faith. I'm thinking it might have been a little bit smaller, <laughs> but it it dead them sure worked, and and the the Lord has blessed me. I have I am so lucky to be able to do what I do, and. Uh, meet all the people that I get to meet and have the friends that, that I have in this industry and in, in the barrel racing and in the rodeo industry. And, uh, I am truly, truly blessed. Well, and so what advice would you give for somebody wanting to start out that just kind of on, on that ledge of, you know, they, they want to take that leap into their own business or they want to start something, you know, what, what advice would you give them? Because you've kind of been on on the good side of it, and you've also been on the hard times of it as well. So, how, how do you continue to have that faith when it seems like nothing's going your way? Well, you you just have to believe. You you just have to. I'm not a student of the Bible. There are verses and things in the Bible that I do go to and that I do read. Uh, but you have to believe in number one, believe in the Lord and then believe in yourself. And you have to trust your instincts and, uh, choose the people that you get advice from because they are, there's plenty of naysayers out there 
that were, oh, you don't need to be doing this, you don't need to be doing that. Well, then that goes back to your faith and your belief in yourself. And it is scary because, as the old saying goes, being self-employed is chicken one day and feathers the next. Yeah. And uh, things are not always going to be great, and, and there's going to be trials, and there's going to be times when it's slow. It's just like this last spring that we had. It was so dadgum wet that, that uh, you know, all these building races and stuff at these smaller buildings, uh, they could still put on the barrel race because the arena was in good shape, but they couldn't park anybody. Right. Because it was so muddy and they had to cancel all the barrel races. Well, and people aren't looking to shop if they can't go around to the vendor areas. Yeah. Exactly. Which and, uh, I'm sure we could talk all day. That may be a that may be a conversation for another podcast on advantages and disadvantages of being a vendor because we've both done it a long time and there's there's definitely some life hacks to be learned in that situation as well. Oh, I'm sure. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so I I appreciate you coming on and telling your story today and well, thank you for asking, Summer. Yeah. And so if anybody's unfamiliar with your product, which I I can't imagine because like I said, your your stuff's top quality. But where where can they find you on social media or on website like if they want to see some of your reins or, or, or tell us what makes your reins different. Why, why should we buy from you versus any other company? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not one to, to toot my own horn, but go ahead. I, if you uh, don't, I'll do it for you. So uh, I give, I, I give you permission to toot, toot away. I, uh, I build a very, very quality product. And I use all American-made materials, and they're all handmade by me. I am my only employee, and uh, everything is done by me. I'm my own quality control, and uh, I build something that I would use, that I would not be afraid to use. I, I build something that I would supply to my five-year-old daughter to use. I mean, I, I build a top quality product, and uh, like I said, all of my materials are all American made. I don't use any of the Chinese cord or nothing like that. Now, the only thing that does come from overseas is all of my brass hardware, and uh, you can't get that American made. It all comes from somewhere over across the big water, but uh, uh, I, all of my leather products are made out of uh, American good quality harness leather a heavy harness leather and uh, i just take a, i take a lot of pride in what i do and i think that's what's made my product stand up for as many years as it as it has yeah quality and, shows quality does show every single time and and, and it's pride in your work you know it's uh it's it's there's there's also i'm not going to call it salesmanship I, I think customer service is the the best way to put it I, I i try to be as customer user friendly as i can possibly be and and you know some sometimes it gets a little tough yeah and steve is uh, not a texter um he he no. loves to call and have conversations um, well it's it's just <laughs> it takes all the guesswork out and you can hear somebody's inflection in the tone of their voice you know what they're wanting and you know you can discuss colors. A lot of people will say, I want teal. He said, no, teal said, no, I wanted that other blue. Well, that's turquoise. So 
you know, and, and that's, again, a three-minute telephone call will take care of 25 text messages. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're de- definitely old school. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I've always called you my on-the-road dad because, I mean, we spent, <laughs> well, a decade of sitting up together next to each other, you know, having our booth spaces together. And that's one sure. thing that I've missed not being on the road, like, you know, have having superior therapy and having a, a stationary place to work is I do miss that vendor family because that's you definitely become family. Oh, yes. Yes. You uh, that is definitely a true statement. But yeah. So um, back to the social media and website and all that, like if somebody wants to check out your products. Where can they find you? Well, they can find me at. uh www.therainman.com now if you go to my website don't laugh at me like I said I'm pretty technically challenged and I need to update my website so so bad because it's 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 just not what it needs to be in today's market but is all my phone numbers are there and uh, you cannot order well you can you can send me an email but I'm going to have to contact you back there is an order form there that you can fill out, but you cannot order anything off my website. Long, long or the short, just call Steve and tell yeah. him your favorite color or colors, and he'll That's get it done. It. Yes, yeah, we'll get you, get you, get your barn colors out there. Or get your favorite, favorite daughter's colors and and uh, our son's colors, and we'll go from there. And also, I don't only make barrel racing products; I make team roping products. Calf roping products, neck ropes, and that kind of thing. And and uh, uh, I have a lot of team ropers that buy my little narrow, thin rein like you ride with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, also uh, I'm on, dog collars I'm on and hovels. Yeah. Hovels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I make hovels. I dog make collars. Um, dog Yeti collars. Yeti cup holders. I've also seen yeah. some duck call. I don't know what those are called. Lanyards. Duck, yeah. There you go. Duck call lanyards. Yeah. So. Also, all I sorts wanted, of goodies. I wanted to mention the spelling that that way people looking for them don't wind up finding a Tom Cruise movie. Uh, yes, yes, it's it is the Rain Man spelled R E I N, which I'll right. I'll tag everything in that and and definitely I'll, we'll put some links up for you. But we've got about three minutes left here, so um, any other bits of wisdom or good advice? Well, I. Good advice for who? <laughs> Anyone, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I'm not saying that I make the best product out there. What I am saying is I do make a great product, and I am saying that there are other great rain builders out there also. And my statement, my mission statement, is to build the best product that I can possibly build at the best price that I can that I can possibly retail it at. But what I would like to say is in your endeavors in the horse world with any of your tack or any of your equipment, you're on a 1200 pound animal and you're less than a hundred pounds, especially your children. And you need the best quality tack from pad to saddle to boots, to bell boots, to splint boots, to reins, to head stalls. Mm -hmm. You need the best quality tack that you can afford. 
because attack failure will cause a major wreck. Yes. And uh, I'm, that's that's my whole point is to buy the best quality and the safest products that you can afford. And have living a living a faith based life and keep inspiring people because, like I said, I've I've always enjoyed your story. I can't remember how many years ago you told me that, but. I believe when you shared that story with me, it was kind of in a time where I was going through some things too. And, um, sometimes it's just nice to know you're not alone when you're searching for direction that somebody else has been on that path before too. Yes. Very, very true. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate in the fact too, that, uh, people are finding out that I play the guitar and sing a little bit and I've been fortunate to ask to sing at some church services and things like that. When I can't get to a real church on Sundays, they have cowboy churches at a lot of these barrel races. And I get invited to sing and do some Christian songs, which I really enjoy that also. Yeah, you're also a really, really talented musician. I, I enjoy, I always enjoy hearing you sing and play. Yeah, yeah it's always great when you bring this guitar. Yeah. Well, thank you. But anyway, well, I appreciate you being on the podcast. and. Well, Summer, I appreciate you giving me a shout. Yes, thank you very much, Steve. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. Thanks for sharing your story. You bet. Thank y'all. All All right. Well, I think that kind of concludes today, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. Love you guys. And may the horse be with you. (laughs) 